shared on social media shows a high school teacher using the n-word at least twice in a Missouri classroom. Mary Walton, a 15-year-old student disturbed, began filming. I'm not calling anyone. I understand. I can say the word. That was May 9th. The teacher was initially placed on administrative leave. The principal calling the language, quote, inappropriate and inexcusable. A week later, that teacher has resigned. A statement from Springfield Public Schools announces he is, quote, no longer employed. But Mary was also punished, suspended for three days over the recording. The harshest penalty for this type of offense under school cell phone rules, her lawyer says. We've asked them to lift the suspension, let her go back to school immediately and apologize. Mary saw something that she believed needed to be reported. According to a news release from Mary's attorney, Natalie Hull, the geometry teacher interrupted a conversation between students about the slur, using the word several times before the recording starts. Students explain its derogatory context before one cautions the teacher about using it. Say right now, as a teacher, if you want to keep your job, this isn't the threat. I'm not. About 50 seconds into the short clip given to CNN by Ho, the teacher notices the camera recording him. Why are you no. The school district says its discipline is, quote, confidential per federal law, but noted that the student handbook limits inappropriate use of electronics and considers the identification of minor students when disseminating video. The school district also prohibits, quote, recording of faculty or staff in the classroom without prior approval and recording, quote, acts of violence. Hull claims that the policy is problematic and it has a chilling effect on students like Mary looking to hold authority figures accountable. They could get in trouble for capturing evidence of a crime. Such treatment of uh, black children uh, behind closed doors with these white adults in these facilities. This has really never changed. We're really we're just in the modern day where folks can record it. And such rules where it seems like, a, you know, hey, don't want to uh, identify the children. They really just don't want to, as they say with the police, erode public trust. Because right now, that really is the thing is, People of whom are not classified as white have children, have sex, have children. And then it's like, uh, you know what? Big enough to go to school and kind of just blindly trust white adults behind closed doors with these children of whom are not classified as white. And speaking as an N-word myself, this is kind of just what it was. I remember this with Mrs. Judy Hyder back in uh, kindergarten in grade one. This is just how they are and how they'll always be. will never change.
we begin Sometimes I feel so deaf in the gym But the ones who love me told me to stop Like homegirl can't catch it if it drops A superwoman chick, you know that I am Some shit don't fly by me in the mail Cause I do not accept any less Than someone just as real Throughout the world, sea level rise threatens millions of homes and businesses. But in Atlantic City, the water is rising much faster than the rest of the world. But why? And what can Atlantic City do to protect itself? South Jersey reporter Brandon Golder went in search of answers. Along Atlantic City's western back bay in Scott Haynes' backyard. Watch the... We got dogs. Is an example of his resiliency anchored in this pile of broken concrete. Instead of having the cost of having it hauled away, I utilize it as my makeshift seawall. <laughs> it's the cost for having this up close view of the water. On a high tide, I could have it up to, I don't know, say basically around half not like a quarter of the way up the shed and it just goes right through the yard and about three to five times a year whether it rains or not his street floods forcing him to move his car to higher ground but the flooding doesn't dampen his desire to still live here you're still resilient even with all this oh yeah yeah you gotta be you know it is what it is <laughs> mother nature you can't change her and yeah, she's rough but we got a hold of it but she is Mother Nature, you can't change her. Yeah, Mother Nature, you can't change. Sir, it's this is unnatural sea level rise due to climate change, with which y'all motherfuckers have. You okay? So Mother Nature, not not actually a thing that exists. Nature, yes, does how the earth how the earth check me out how the earth naturally functions. That is demonstrable, documented, recorded. Hell, you know, the, the Taino people, the folks that uh, Christopher Columbus um, first uh, came in contact with. Or we'll use that language today. Uh, like, they have, you can Googleize it yourself. Do a Yahoo search, actually, or Bing, or Ask Jeeves. Uh, how the Taino people drew hurricanes from the ground. Like, the type of stuff that, uh, that, the climate changers <laughs> the capitalist climate changers had to like figure out from satellites and shit all right yeah mother nature can't change her we got a hold of it but she is changing at a rate that could put haynes's neighborhood underwater permanently because the water is rising. Climate researchers say between 1911 and 2022, Atlantic City's sea level has risen 18.2 inches. That's more than double the global average. The reason is two forces happening at once. The emissions from our cars and factories are changing our climate by trapping in the heat and making the planet warmer. That melts glaciers, causing water to rise. At the same time, Rowan University's Dr. Andrew Garner says Atlantic City's sinking. In fact, she says it's been sinking ever since the last ice age, when glaciers used to compress New Jersey's land. It's kind of like if you put a bowling ball on a mattress, 
under the bowling ball, the mattress is going to get squished down, but out at the edges it gets raised up. And then when you take the bowling ball away, everything comes back to where it was. Next to Dr. Garner's desk is this color-coded yardstick, which shows by year how high the sea could rise as the climate continues to change. It kind of puts it into perspective when you can stand that right next to you and see exactly how high those sea levels uh, how much that sea level rise really looks like. The higher global emissions are, the more the sea rises. So 2100 on our low end is down here, you know, a little under three feet. Uh, for the higher end, 2100 is up here closer to four feet. According to climate maps from the nonprofit Climate Central, if Atlantic City gets three feet of sea level rise, by 2100, Scott Haynes' neighborhood, which is bathed in red, will be below tide level. Definitely we need to be thinking about how to make our coasts more resilient. Atlantic City's trying to do just that. Jacques Howard is Atlantic City's Director of Planning and Development. But the fact is that we are built, uh, and we are um, the economic engine, quite frankly, of South Jersey. Um, most people know that. Um, and so consequently, we do need to be resilient. But resiliency is costly. A hundred million dollars is being spent on infrastructure projects throughout the city to mitigate the effects of sea level rise and storm surge. Those projects include this seawall, which rings the northern border of the island to protect neighborhoods from higher storm surges, and a new pump station to replace this one facing the back bay. It's old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's old. That's uh, it, it's it has seen its uh, its useful days. I mean, it. it I say, how old is this uh, station? Uh, a couple it, decades? Yeah, early 1900s. Uzo Aharakwe is Atlantic City's city engineer. He says sea level rise is preventing rainwater from more effectively flowing out of the city's underground storm drains. When the ocean rises, so that as it tends to go with things that come as a result of capitalism <laughs> right am i being predictable here but it became it creates problems that are going to continue to self-perpetuate right so now you have the flooding from the sea level rise and an effect of that is that you're going to get more flooding because rain can't drain out so now the cause of your flooding has caused flooding that begets more flooding like the problems compound as this f frankly i mean uh as far as good faith goes this illegitimate system as it insists upon itself and frankly if we are alive we're going to have to live through as much of it as we can but it is not a survivable system in the macro and intergenerationally. Let's um, continue. Off of uh, CBS Philadelphia here. It's hard for water to flow out. Really? And because it's hard for water to flow out, uh -huh. um, the runoff backs up. It does. When it backs up, it can't collect more water. Oh. You start having ponding. <gasps> says the new station ponding i love that language hey, you start having ponding fantastic i like that engineer right get a cool charismatic black man behind something make it smooth make them talking points come out smooth right charismatic black man for the win like more water 
you start having ponding. Ahiroquois says the new station will have bigger pumps to push out stormwater into the back bay. These projects are expected to defend Atlantic City from storm surge and sea level rise through the end of the century. The city is also pursuing federal and state funding to give... Excuse me? Through the end of the century? It is 2023, July 20th. The end of the century. Some fucking pumps. All right. I guess we're just all kids with pumped up kicks, aren't we? Homeowners money to raise up their homes. And raise up their homes, like the story that we uh, looked at out of uh, Florida, Miami. And state funding to give homeowners money to raise up their homes. <laughs> but until the city gets that money... So make the house taller while continuing the climate-changing, glacier-melting, sea-level-rising capitalism. And don't forget Thwaites Glacier, nicknamed the Doomsday glacier fun stuff raise up their homes how many times how many times for how many decades as these uh pumps fight back sea level rise to the end of the century But until the city gets that money, many homes in Atlantic City, including in Scott Haynes' neighborhood, remain vulnerable to flooding. I hope I'm not around. <laughs> I'll be gone. So I'm not worried. <laughs> yep, very, he, uh, the video obviously isn't in, in podcast format, but very old white man saying, hey, I'll be gone, so I'm not worried. Ahaha, ahaha, ha, ha, ha. Very funny. <laughs> I'll be gone, so I'm not worried. <laughs> but his children and his eventual grandchildren will be around and will have to... <laughs> Who, Jesus Christ, CBS Philadelphia, like a... They're just like, yo, fuck y'all niggas, it's climate change, son. <laughs> All right, CBS Philadelphia, talk that gangster shit. <laughs> but his children and his eventual grandchildren will be around and will have to live with a higher sea level unless, Professor Garner says, efforts are made to reduce global emissions. It's easy to feel overwhelmed and kind of depressed about it, but I think there's a lot of hope. We very clearly see more manageable amounts of sea level rise if we work towards really cutting our emissions now. Adapting to sea level rise while resolving to cut global emissions. Brandon Goldner, CBS News, Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> Good old sea level rise. Um, coming out of the uh, San Francisco Chronicle here, uh, article up by Tara either Duggan or Dugan. Uh, D-U-G-G-A-N, uh, shout out to Tara Duggan or Dugan, uh, published June 21st, all right, uh, 31 days ago, uh, the Bay Area faces an imminent threat from sea level rise, but it's different from what you think, hmm, Dangerous chemicals hiding in the ground from the Bay Area are due to be released by groundwater as it's pushed closer to the surface with sea level rise. 
A new study has found in many cases it can happen without warning as cancer-causing volatile compounds escape into schools and homes. Experts say... Well, thank goodness it's experts that said it because you can just say fuck what they said and listen to your pastor. Mm -hmm. As the sea level rises, it pushes shallow groundwater, the layer of water just underground, closer to the surface, a process that can release contaminants buried in the soil. Groundwater rise, as the phenomenon is called, is an imminent threat to the Bay Area and could impact twice as much land as the rising seas themselves, according to the new study from UC Berkeley. The study also found that the risk is the highest in low-lying areas within the Bay, with a history of contamination and disproportionately impacts people of color and low-income people who often live in those places. And yet, it's rarely taken into account in planning, researchers say. We have a quote from Christina Hill. Christina Hill is an associate professor at UC Berkeley's College of Environmental Design and the lead author of the study. Christina Hill says, quote, Groundwater rise and sea level rise are gradual processes that are accelerating. It's a problem tomorrow and it's a problem today. End quote from Christina Hill professor at UC Berkeley's College of Environmental Design. The study, which is undergoing peer review, a experts, studies, peer review, you know what? Just go see what Tim Pool has to say about it, huh? Hey. Um, <clears throat> so it's undergoing peer review and it, um, it found that risks of inundation from rising groundwater could threaten over 5,200 hazardous sites in the Bay Area. 5,200. From old gas stations to Superfund sites, locations prioritized by the Environmental Protection Agency for cleanup. When's that cleanup going to happen? Maybe take some money from the Pentagon and pay some folks to do it. I raise my hand. I believe in it. I'll go fucking do it. Just give me my check. Hmm. Um. So there are uh, now that's uh, with a sea level rise of 3.2 feet. A level that some projections say could be reached by 2050. Folks. I'm going to say it out loud, on purpose, in front of a microphone. 2030. 2035 at the latest. Okay? That's right. Saying it out loud on the microphone. Seven years, 3.2 feet. Easy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy, as Phoenix Kaliter might say. Continuing out of the San Francisco Chronicle. But um, Hill, the professor, uh, said it's already happening at a smaller scale because groundwater levels go up during storms. 
such as the atmospheric rivers that caused basements and intersections to flood in low-lying parts of Alameda and other coastal cities this past winter. Based on what they found in the Bay Area, the researchers estimate that 326 Superfund sites are at risk from groundwater across the United States. The authors say their report is the first to look at how groundwater could threaten hazardous sites, though previous studies have looked at how coastal flooding could do so. Bay Area locations where the rising groundwater is the biggest risk include Bay Area Hunters Point in San Francisco and the Richmond Shoreline, West Oakland, and East Palo Alto, the study found. Environmental Racism All right, um, Hill, the professor continues and explains that a small amount of benzene, a cancer-causing gasoline additive, often left over in soil from old gas stations and or other sources, can leak into cracked sewer pipes when groundwater rises. From there, its vapors can rise up into toilets and thus into homes and schools. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Quote, I worry about some 12-year-old that's in a biologically developmental stage who could be affected by a lot of volatile compounds. That's what keeps me up at night, end quote. Well, I tell you this, lady professor. Jesus keeps me up at night thinking about how some 12-year-old might be getting transed by the queer community. With puberty blockers. I say that in jest. Professor Hill is correct. In 2020, McClyman's High School in West Oakland, West Oakland, closed temporarily when cancer causing a compound. Uh, woo! All right, let's take a look at this word. Trichlorothylene? Trichlorothylene. That's got to be what it says, right? T-R-I-C-H-L-O-R-O-E-T-H-Y-L-E-N-E. Here, let's let's, let's see how uh, this audio pulls up. Trichlorothylene. Trichlorothylene. Okay. Trichlorothylene. Uh A possible carcinogenic, cancer-causing. Compound used mainly as a degreaser for metal parts. Trichlorothylene was also at one time used to decaffeine at coffee. And- okay, used mainly as a degreaser for metal parts. Trichlorothylene. Trick. Woo! How, how the f- did that bastard say that? God damn it. Hey, Trichlorothylene. Trichlorothylene. Hell with that word. Piss me off. All right. Um, So uh, used mainly as a degreaser for metal parts, trichlorothylene was also at one time used to uh, decaffeinate coffee and as an anesthetic. There are limited findings of elevated liver and binary tract cancer rates in occupational groups exposed to... Uh, Jesus Christ, help me out there, buddy. Come on, one Trichlorothylene. time. Trichlorothylene. Okay, thank you. Uh, 
so elevated liver and uh, biliary tract cancer rates in occupational groups exposed to this product. Uh, there is also evidence of cancer formation in experimental animals exposed to triclorophylline. Uh, the U.S. government in 2000, that's 23 years ago, classified um, trick. Oh, woo! Tetra. Man, come. Okay, they have another one of these science words. Tetra. Fluorophylline as a reasonably accepted to be a human carcinogen. Very good. Very good. That's what we wanted to know. That's why we wanted to know it. Okay, back to the San Francisco Chronicle. So this cancer-causing compound was found in um, groundwater under the campus, remember, of McClyman's High School in West Oakland in 2020. All right, so um, they had two students at the school who had died of cancer before the chemical was found, raising concerns that there was a connection between the two. Though investigations into the possible link are inconclusive, the school is located near industries that use triclorophylline. That Ain't that neat? Uh, the community group uh, Richmond Shoreline Alliance and other community and environmental groups sued the city of Richmond in 2021 after it proposed building 4,000 units of housing at the 86-acre Zeneca site on top of what used to be a fertilizer and pesticide manufacturing plant. Money making. Come on. Uh, with only a partial cleanup of groundwater before construction, the case is under appeal. Well, I'm pretty sure that America will do the right thing. Community members in uh, San Francisco have raised similar concerns about housing proposed at the contaminated Hunters Point Naval Shipyard. State and local building codes do not yet take rising groundwater, which can weaken foundations, into account. State and local building codes. State and local building codes do not yet take rising groundwater, which can weaken foundations, into account. California has earthquakes. Uh, this was said by Jessica Fain, the director of planning at the San Francisco Bay Conservation and Development Commission. She calls groundwater rise, quote, an emerging issue that everyone's starting to pay attention to. We are starting to really understand it, and we are moving into how should policy respond to that. End quote from da-da-da Jessica Fain. Hazardous waste sites in the Bay Area are managed either by federal government or by two state agencies, the State Water Resources Control Board and the California Department of Toxic Substances Control, which recently released a draft guidance for the first time that requires that managers of contaminated properties assess the risk of rising groundwater. Eileen White, 
executive officer of the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, excuse me, Bay Regional Water Quality Control Board, took issue with the number of sites identified in the study because 3,817 were what are called closed sites, meaning that they are considered to be cleaned up while the study included them because they can still contain residual contamination. Eileen White <laughs> um, uh, looks into this and sees that while the study um, included them because they can still contain residual contamination, Eileen White said they generally present a significantly lower threat because they've had a higher degree of cleanup. Thank you, Eileen White. The board has identified 780 open sites under its jurisdiction and 150 closed sites that it is prioritizing for cleanup in part because of sea level rise. A quote from Eileen White. We want to continue to incorporate groundwater and sea level rise as we do planning and as we look at cleaning up contaminated sites here in the Bay Area. End quote. Sarah Atkinson. A lot of women in this work. A lot of women uh, represented in this article here. Well, not a lot. What, like four? All right. Uh, <clears throat> but Sarah Atkinson. At woo! Atkinson. Resilience Policy Manager at the Urban Planning Nonprofit, SPUR Spur, said there needs to be more research on groundwater rise. Uh, quote from Sarah Atkinson, it presents so many issues we haven't thought about. The most important thing right now is getting our region's existing adaptation plans, both public and private, to consider groundwater. This is what will prompt innovative solutions. End quote. Article up by Tara Duggan or Dugan, a staff writer at the um, San Francisco Chronicle for the climate and environment team who focuses on the uh, ocean, fisheries, food, and agriculture. 